0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled Using a Biologic in a Patient with Atopic Dermatitis and HSV Keratitis is provided by RMEI Medical Education, LLC, and is supported by an independent educational brand from Sanofi Genzyme and Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives.
1: Welcome to our second clinical consults in this series. I'm Dr. Peter Leo, and I'm joined once more by my colleagues, Dr. Eric Simpson and Dr. Mark Boginevich. We asked you to send your difficult atopic dermatitis cases for us to review and discuss collaboratively. Thank you for your participation. Today's case is an eight-year-old girl with poor weight gain, dairy, wheat, and peanut allergy. She also has a history of herpes simplex keratitis, frequent ear infections, Mupiracin-resistant impetigo on the face, and severe atopic dermatitis with 90% body surface area involved. She's already failed phototherapy and methotrexate, and she's been maintained on cyclosporin and mycophenolate mofetil, but she still has severe flares. The family thinks that cats cause some of these flares, and she is exposed intermittently to cats at a relative's home. She has no history of asthma, but suffers from food allergy, anxiety, and sleep disturbance. Her peripheral eosinophilia and IgE usually total significantly elevated numbers. Her gastroenterological workup has been negative for celiac disease. Her severe atopic dermatitis is poorly controlled, even on these two powerful immunosuppressants. And the question is really to consider dupilumab despite this history of herpes uh, keratitis in the past. And the question is, uh, also notes that she has not had a flare of this for over a year while she's been on suppressive acyclovir. So really, I think this comes down to the question of herpes, keratitis, and dupilumab. Dr. Simpson, what do you think would it be a safe option for this patient?
2: Sure. I mean, I, I just feel so bad for this, uh, this young patient. Uh, you know, we see these very severe patients, and it's just so difficult. It affects everything in their life. Uh, the first thing I, I think I would do would be maybe, and I know this isn't the topic for today, but verify the food allergy. So, you know, has the patient had multiple positive tests, uh, but no definite clinical uh, uh, reactions to the food? Uh, I would first try to clear that up, especially or, and clarify that with, with the patient and the, and, an, and an allergist like uh, uh, Dr. B here with us. Uh, because with the poor weight gain, that makes me really just concerned that they may be overdoing it on the food restriction. Uh, And, you know, when you have 90% body surface area also, you're often going to be low weight as well. And um, so, but the first step I do would be clarify that. Uh, And then the second step in terms of uh, treatment options, I I agree she's uh, run the gamut of of therapies, including double immunosuppressives. Uh, And so I'm glad that she's on uh, acyclovir that's uh, preventive from this herpes keratitis, which can cause permanent damage. So I think actually... Uh, given the failure of traditional immunosuppressants, I think dupilumab is, is uh, would be a great off-label uh, use. Uh, you know, we don't know the efficacy and safety of dupilumab in this uh, in this age range, uh, but everything we've seen so far is that this would be a safe option for this patient. Uh, the her- the herpes keratitis doesn't concern me. In fact, when you look at the herpes um, the eczema herpeticum data at, of all the trials combined. Treatment with dupilumab actually reduces the risk of eczema herpeticum uh, and does not appear to increase the risk of herpes simplex infections. So, uh, and uh, uh, dupilumab does have a, a keratitis risk, which is extremely low. That's not a herpes keratitis; it's a completely different etiology. So, I don't think that that those just because there's a um, the patient's getting ocular symptoms of one type doesn't mean that there's a risk of ocular symptoms of another type. Uh, We know the most frequent side effects with dupilumab are more of an allergic conjunctivitis or a conjunctivitis type uh, reactions with the eyes. So I would not be concerned about the the previous history of uh, herpes keratitis, and in fact, I think that's even more of a reason to treat the patient, to get get the skin under control, to get the child growing again, uh, and potentially even reduce uh, the risk of herpes infections.
0: So if I could just add uh, some comments as an allergist immunologist, uh, first of all, I really appreciate my dermatology colleagues uh, pointing towards the the approach to the question of uh, food allergies in these patients with severe dermatitis, because we know that's certainly what's on the minds of so many of our um, parents of these children and in our adult patients, um, what they think about. And it's really important to recognize as a basic concept that um, allergic sensitization, so having positive tests that Dr. Simpson pointed out, is not the same as having clinically meaningful allergy. And so in our unit where we take on severe patients from around the country, Typically, our experience has been that if you've identified a food allergy based on positive in vitro tests, Uh, Then uh, we put back roughly, uh, and this is certainly an approximation, but eight out of 10 foods that people uh, may avoid or take out of their child's diet. And and that's a huge issue um, because um, these difficult elimination diets really complicate life for our uh, families. The problem is that unless you can get their skin under control uh, to then do the appropriate supervised challenges, uh, this continues to be a problem for our patients. As an immunologist, I certainly um, support Dr. Simpson's uh, approach um, because, uh, to dupilumab because we know that correction of the immune dysregulation uh, in our patients um, should lead to, and in fact, the, the, the clinical studies have shown fewer infections, including viral infections. And in the studies that we recently completed in our six to 11 year old, uh, patients with severe atopic dermatitis treated with uh, dupilumab, we were very careful uh, about having them evaluated by ophthalmologists for any ocular complaints. And uh, we didn't uh, see that safety signal. Uh, so um, we're um, very optimistic about uh, using this uh, biologic in that patient population if, in fact, it does get FDA approval.
1: That's great, and I I really think that 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 summarizes this very tough case. Uh, This is really the kind of situation where you have to think about going off-label because they've really exhausted everything. And I would just say, personally, this is the type of case when I have these patients that I will think about sending to an inpatient program like where Dr. Koganevich practices for a week uh, or two to let them get some support because one can imagine the family is exhausted. If they're still having severe flares through this kind of level of immunosuppression, getting blood draws, monitoring, all of this stuff, they're going to need some extra support, uh, especially until the Map, um, is, is on board and hopefully helping.
0: And in That's fact, the um, in the case that you presented, you did mention anxiety and sleep disturbance. And so I would say that as important as addressing the, uh, the question of are there food allergies, what's the infectious history, is addressing those very important and meaningful to the patient and family um, parameters of sleep and um, behavioral or mental health. And I'm sure that Dr. Simpson has studied that, in fact, um, in the trials with dupilumab and probably can comment further.
2: Yeah, no, I, I agree, Mark. It really, you know, up to 40% of, uh, of the adult patients a, and even in the pediatric patient uh, uh, population that uh, uh, there's a very high prevalence of anxiety and depression. And, and a lot of those symptoms can significantly improve with even just four months of treatment with uh, with dupilumab, and I would I would assume any any um, uh, beneficial treatment for the for that child would help those symptoms. Um, and I just wanted to make one more point uh, regarding the eye symptoms. It's one of the most common side effects using dupilumab is dealing with this conjunctivitis, this uh, this irritation of the of kind of un, unclear reasons in this patient population. I I don't know if you get this, Peter or or Mark. Uh, patients say, oh, if I have, if you have pre-existing conjunctivitis, is that a reason not to put them on, on the drug? And I would say, no, I don't think that's an increased risk of developing the side effect. Uh, in fact, there are some reports, even severe atopic keratoconjunctivitis can improve with dupilumab. So I don't let eye symptoms at baseline uh, steer me away from the drug. Uh, I think it's still a very appropriate use uh, in that patient population because up to 40, 50, or even 60% of these patients do have eye symptoms at baseline.
1: I totally agree. In our case series, we found that not a single patient who had presented to us with, you know, dupilumab-induced either keratoconjunctivitis, blepharitis, uh, or whatnot, none of them had pre-existing eye disease. And I was tracking very closely people that had pre-existing, usually allergic keratoconjunctivitis, and none of those patients seemed to have trouble. So, certainly, I don't think they're necessarily excluded, but I'm totally with you that I don't think it's a reason to say, no, I don't want to give you this drug. a Wonderful question. And wonderful discussion. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us today. Please don't forget to take the post-test and complete the evaluation to receive your CME credit.
0: You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by RMEI Medical Education, LLC, and is supported by an independent educational grant from Sanofi Genzyme. And Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com/severeAD. Thank you for listening.